I'm Colin. And I'm Megan. And this is Pet Pet Sitter Confessional, Confessional, an open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. As we've talked a lot about on this show is just the immense impact that the pandemic has had on pet sitters and pet care providers across the globe. And today, we're so happy and thankful that Michelle Adams, owner of Chatty Cats Care based out of London, has come on the show to share about her experiences during this time, some unique perspectives that she has coming from from her specific business and what she thinks the rest of the year is going to look like for her. So, Michelle... Thank you so much for coming on today. Can you give a little bit uh, better introduction for yourself and, and tell us about what you do? Yeah, and thanks for having me on. Yeah. Um, so my name is Michelle, as mentioned, and I am the founder and director of the cat sitting company uh, called Chatty Cats Care. And we're based in London in the UK. Um, we're a fairly new company, um, but things have been going quite well and we're we're growing steadily. So I'm happy with how things are going so far. As well as running uh, the company, I actually have another job as well, which is very fortunate for me because during these times, during the pandemic, um, business has, I guess, um, come to a standstill in a sense where we're not really getting booking through of course which is completely understandable because there's a lockdown um so i'm very fortunate enough to have another job um to get i guess financial support from you know another source another source of income um so yeah it, it's it's go it, it has been going really well and then of course as soon as uh, the lockdown started it, it has been a little bit difficult oh, i'm <laughs> i'm sure and and yeah i want to get to how covid-19 has impacted your business but i do want to back up and and ask where did the name chatty cats care Come from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I've been looking for a good name um, for the company for quite a while. And I started to make a list of names that I felt, I guess, had a ring to them or felt personal to me. Um, and then in the end, I was really inspired by a Bengal cat uh, that I look after called Ollie. And he is super chatty. Um, oh. Bengals are quite known to be. Uh, quite a a chatty breed of cat um so this was the first bengal cat i had kind of looked after and i was so surprised by how chatty he was he would literally greet me at the door as soon as i'd walk in and roll on his back and start chatting away for ages and i literally (laughs) we could have a conversation like i'd say hi and he'd meow back it's really cute so i guess he was kind of the the muse and inspiration for the name chatty cat scare and then after that i started to get even more chattier cats so it felt really fitting uh <laughs> for the for the company to be called chatty cat scare <laughs> oh gosh that's really cool oh, i love uh, ollie the bangle that's really sweet <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, so why why did you decide to focus on cat care specifically as opposed to dog care or maybe just a general pet care service 
Yeah, so um, I actually had no like real plans about starting a cat sitting service at all. Um, mm. And the reason why I started looking after cats in the beginning was to literally make some extra money while I studied for my first degree. Um, so I actually joined, uh, I guess, a well-known cat sitting online service in the UK. And it's probably one of the largest cat sitting companies. Mm. Um, and um, so I joined them because I knew I loved cats. I, I knew needed something that was flexible that I could kind of work with alongside my studies um, and I own a cat as well so I had that experience uh, with cats first-hand experience and I guess cats have always gravitated around me like almost feels like I was a cat in a past life it sounds <laughs> so strange but literally anywhere I go like any country if I go on holiday I just seem to be surrounded by cats all the time mm. so it, it felt like a calling in a sense um, so I'd been working with the company, um, the other company, uh, for about a year and it was really flexible and I liked that I could pick and choose how many cats I wanted to look after. And also it was a great way to reach local clients in my area. Um, so it was going quite well with the clients and I'd established, I guess, a small clientele who would book through the app. Um, on quite a regular basis. However, the downfall of the whole process was actually the support from the company itself. Mm. So the clients were great, but it was just the support from the company I felt lacked quite a lot. So when I say um, like the support, I mean, uh, it, it was quite bad in terms of if there was an emergency situation, for example, and you needed to get through to somebody from the company, it was near impossible because it's such a huge company, but they right. only had two people working in the office running the whole thing. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, you, it, it's crazy because it, it was such a big scale, and um, they, they don't only operate in London but surrounding areas in the UK as well. So I was even shocked that that there was only kind of two people in the office. Um, mm. So I'm not sure if it's actually changed now. It could have done, but the last uh, I knew of, there was literally just two people who were running the whole show um so it was really hard for cat sitters to get in touch with anyone if they had any questions and you know I sort of felt alone quite a lot um and actually um now I have my own kind of cat sitting company I've hired some cat sitters who previously worked for this company as well and they actually shared some of their stories um whilst working for the company and to be honest some of them are actually quite shocking mm. um so it, it was a bit concerning and I guess that kind of urged me or you know it prompted me to want to to do something for myself so sure. I really loved the concept but I thought I'd really like to to take ownership of of what I do and, and my service and how I work so um yeah. and I felt like at the time I definitely managed to kind of gain a good enough size clientele so um and I asked my my existing clients if they would be interested in using 
my service, which is, I understand it's a little bit cheeky, but um, they really, I guess, warmed to me. They, they liked me as a person and how I operate and the service I provide. So without any question, really, they said, of course, we would definitely be, you know, interested in booking with you directly. Um, I did lose a few clients, which I anticipated anyway, because I guess it is a sort of risk, a smaller company or one person operating by themselves in comparison to a very large established company. So of course, you know, people are going to have their worries or doubts. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been going really well. And so when I started working independently as a cat sitter, like I said, I loved it because it was on my own terms. I could create my own prices. It felt personal. And um, I guess to cut a long story short, I started to grow even more. Um, and due to word of mouth, um, I also started posting on local community pages on Facebook and it really just took off from there. Um, as I was still studying, it did get pretty intense, um, mm. studying and trying to run a business at the, same, at the same time, especially during the busier times of cat sitting, which are, you know, Christmas and New Year. Um, so everybody wanted to book cat sitting at that period, of course, because everybody wants to kind of you know, go away for the holidays. Um, so, and I have this issue where I find it difficult to say no sometimes. <laughs> so, oh, that, that, that you too, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So especially if, you know, they're established clients and I get on well, then we've kind of created this relationship. I feel really bad sometimes to say no so I took on way too much and I don't drive but I'm not sure if you've been to London before but it, it's very um what's the word cosmopolitan it's easy to get mm -hmm. around there's a lot of transport connections and I use public transport a lot however London itself is very vast so you know, it could take maybe over an hour to get to one part of London and then another mm. part. And I was getting bookings literally north, south, east, west, all over London. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. And, and I was doing it by myself at this time. And so to balance out my, visit, my visits, I would literally have to leave at 7 a.m. in the morning. And I'd... Um, literally take all of my books with me because I was still studying at the time sometimes I'd take my laptop and I would be doing my university work and reading on the commute to clients houses so um because I had quite a few cats I didn't have time to study while at the client's house and fulfill the cat sitting duties at the same time so um it was quite um strain like it was a strain on on my studies and I guess on my well-being in a sense but mm. at the same time I really enjoyed it so um all of my peers would come back from uni and, and they'd feel really refreshed after the holidays they'd had all their work done and I literally felt absolutely exhausted <laughs> understandably <laughs> um, yeah but it, it 
strangely, it felt worth it. And I did feel like I had accomplished something. And I also knew that I was still able to fulfill all my duties and provide a good service. So regardless of how I felt emotionally and exhausted, I received a lot of good feedback and and that kind of, it made me happy. Mm. Um, But I knew I couldn't do it for long. So I literally to get, I had to get extra help. Um, So I roped my boyfriend in to help. Um, He is also a cat lover and a cat owner. And I think we pretty much make great pet parents because we're such animal lovers Mm. to the point where we actually compete for an animal's love. It sounds crazy. (laughs) I literally get so upset if a cat or a dog sits on him instead of me. And we tease each other about it all the time and say things (laughs) like, he loves me more. So yeah. (laughs) So I knew (laughs) that he would be the perfect, um, I guess, colleague, work colleague um, and partner in this whole thing. Um, and so we started working together and it was perfect because he is self-employed as well. He's a personal trainer. So he finished it. He would finish with a client at the gym and then he could, um, go to some cat sitting jobs after. So it worked out really perfectly. Um, and he'd start work with his clients super early. So it worked out really well for morning and evening visits. So we did this for around six months and it started to grow even more. And then I decided I'd actually make this into a real business. When I say real business, I mean, you know, before it was sort of a business, but it was just, you know, myself and my boyfriend and it, it felt like it wasn't a real business business I don't know how to kind oh, of yeah. if you know what I mean um yes. yeah so by this time he his business started to grow as well so he had less time to help me with the cat sitting and I knew I didn't want to go back to square one again where I'd be doing everything by myself but at the same time I had worries about bringing in other people to work with me um just because I had built trust with my clients, I had a particular way of working and I was worried that whoever I brought in might not be able to, I guess, meet my standards of work. Um, Yeah. So also this business is my baby. So it's just hard to let go and, and delegate sometimes. Um, so yeah, I, I knew that I didn't want to go back to square one and, and feel that exhaustion again because I'd literally run myself into the ground. So I started to approach friends who I knew were responsible and of course cat lovers and trustworthy. So I found two friends who worked really well with me and I started to get more cat sitting requests. Um, and that they were outside of my local area. So I knew that it was time to bite the bullet and, and, and recruit for cat sitters outside of my circle again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was glad I did because I have an amazing team of cat sitters now and I receive a lot of good feedback all the time about them and um, they're super flexible. So, uh, and sorry, I completely didn't answer your question the reason why (laughs) (laughs) I started to look after cats instead of dogs is because 
cats are a lot easier to care for. Um, mm. They're a little less high maintenance than dogs. And cats, as I'm sure you know, are super independent. So although they do get lonely uh, and they do appreciate company, they don't need as much as, as dogs so dogs, I guess, are like children and, and you need to be with them a lot and, and walk with them, like take them for walks, which is great. But not everybody, including myself, has that flexibility in the day. So we have looked after a couple of dogs before um, through other pet sitting apps. And both my boyfriend, Ridge, and I, we did find that it was a lot more intense than cat sitting how mm-hmm. we do we love dogs like we really do love dogs um and i would be interested in possibly expanding in the future to create i guess a sister company for dogs but for now i want to focus on just growing the cat sitting company first and and see how it goes from there really what i love about that story is you know, you started with a mix match of a mismatch of passion and support structure and you looked yeah. around and you said okay i can do this on my own and 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 make it work better for me and when you made that step you saw that growth just take off and, and yeah. you, you, you touched on that point of you wanted to make it a quote-unquote real business and i think all of <laughs> yeah. us re- reach that point of okay like i i need to there are things that I need to get in place and yeah. I am either dedicated to this full time or, yeah. or, you know, we need to work on something else. And, you know, you push through that and all because you saw there was a need and you had that passion. And I just, I love hearing that story and that story arc as you, as you move through that. So I guess kind of transition into 2020. Yeah. How, how did the year start off for you? And mm-hmm. what did the early days of, of COVID-19 look like in London and for your business? Yeah, so the year actually started off really well. Uh, we had a great Christmas and New Year um, at the end of 2019. And we were super busy, much busier than ever before. <clears throat> so that was, mm. you know, really a positive thing for me um, to see that it was actually taking off and, and things are going well. Um, and I had enough sitters this time, which is amazing. So I had enough sitters to, to delegate work and it was far less stressful than the past years. Um, and I, yeah, it, it was it's amazing i feel definitely confident in in being able to take a break during the the holiday period uh one year now so i feel mm. you know that, that that can be handled um and i can see um i can see everything expanding so that that's a, that really gives me a lot of confidence in in what i'm doing and I seem to be doing something right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So who knows, you know, what will happen in the future. But I guess, it, like I mentioned, as soon as the pandemic uh, started and lockdown began, we had no bookings coming through. Um, so it, it's been quite tough. Yeah. So when did those first lockdowns come into place and what are the status of them right now for you? Um. So... <sighs> I can't actually remember the exact date because I haven't actually stopped working sure. because I have another job. Yeah. So yeah. I, it, 
so although it is a lockdown i i still have to go out every day so it doesn't really feel like a lockdown for me right. but i guess it, it's been around two months i i would say okay um and it has been I guess it's affected our service in a sense because, yeah, of course, it's a lockdown. It, nobody can go on holiday or, or, or go wherever they need to go anymore. Um, but we are still currently offering a service um, during the pandemic for our clients. So okay. if anybody needs to leave for any emergency reasons or like we recently last week had somebody who needed to be out for the whole day to get a second cat they were adopting a second cat so i stepped in and looked after their cats of course um being very sensible about this and and the way i approached it so uh, we operate with a contactless service so usually example if i received a booking for a new client um we'd usually go around to the client's house to have an initial first meeting um so that the client can show me around or and the cat sitter around um and we'd meet the cat and the owner um and that's how we usually do things but now um obviously we can't do that so we are using technology facetime to um create a virtual way of meeting clients now so um we can arrange a virtual call via FaceTime or Zoom or whatever platform. Um, and then that's an opportunity, I guess, to meet the clients via video. They can show us around their home and possibly their cats if they're around. Yeah, sure. um, yeah so that's how we're doing things now. Um, and I think that's a real sensible way of doing things and mm -hmm. with keys we operate with a contactless service as well so if they're my existing clients um some of them are very local to where i live so they'll just post the keys through my home my letterbox and i do the same to give the keys back as well so um mm -hmm. there's no contact whatsoever and we're just making sure that we're being extra vigilant washing hands wearing masks when necessary um and yeah, still providing a very good service. How have those, how has that transition to video and digital meet and greets been for you? I know that's been a lot, of, there's been a lot of conversation around that. Uh, yeah. Was that an easy transition? Was, was there some awkward uh, phases in there? Or what was that like? Um, to be honest, we haven't had many, so I can't really speak on the experience so far. We have one sure. coming up. It, it's actually a little easier because it saves me time in the sense mm. where I don't have to commute or go to the client's house and we can communicate that way. Um, but it is nice to, of course, go and, and meet the cats. Um, so it, it has hindered in that sense because I feel even with the initial first meetings, it, it's a chance for the cats to see you, to meet you for that first time so that when you actually go in for the booking, they may not know you fully but they may recognize your scent or they may recognize your voice from the first initial meeting so right. i guess it it may feel a little different difficult maybe for the cat um so i guess now i would approach it in a much i i usually approach uh, new cats or clients in a very slow process anyway. So I 
I wouldn't immediately go up to the cat and, and, and bother the cat. I'd sit down and be very quiet and allow the cat to observe me and smell me and come in his or her own time. So I would definitely be doing that now. The cats haven't meet, you know, had the chance to meet me prior to the booking. We've talked a little bit about some of the, the challenges that you've faced uh, and that are facing. But I was wondering if you've had been able to think about maybe some lessons that you've taken away from this. I wouldn't say that I've taken any lessons per se, but I have, uh, I guess, gained new knowledge. I have taken this time to to do a lot of back office work, which I didn't really have time for before. So sure. I've I've used this time to look at contracts, client contracts, employee contracts. Um, I'm currently making an employee handbook. Luckily, I have support. So I have my niece is actually, um, she has a degree in contract law. So she has been amazing during this time because I'm able to send her documents and, and she looks over them for me. So it's great to have that support. Um, I was struggling prior to the lockdown with accounting um, jobs. So I'm not really, I'm quite a novice with when it comes to numbers and accounting. So that is not my forte at all. And I didn't really have the finance, the financial means to hire an accountant. So a friend or a friend, a mutual friend. Um, she actually is a qualified accountant and um, I approached her and she said that she's happy to step in and look at some things for me and help me with some things free of charge, which is just amazing. So I feel like during this time, I've, I've taken it to really grow a community of support of people around me who who are able to help me and give advice and it's amazing because I'll remember that help and I'll remember them and and when you know the lockdown finishes and and everything's back to normal I would love to you know pay them and to to, to get them to work with me on a more permanent basis so it's just amazing to to have that support also from my clients I recently sent out um, an email to all of my clients asking if they could post reviews for me either via mm. Facebook Trustpilot or or any um platform that we um have our reviews on um and a lot of my clients have been great with that as well so they have been uploading reviews for me they've been in touch they they've sent nice emails so it's just really lovely to to have that support and that community um and yeah it's 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 been amazing so yeah. i really <laughs> i can't fault this is it's sort of this time it's so difficult but in a sense it, it feels like a blessing it's right. strange it it feels like now that everything's stopped, you can really just take a standstill and appreciate the people that you have around you and appreciate the community. And it restores, I guess, faith in humanity. Mm. It it really has. And you know, just like you were describing there, you were 
able to reach out to people that maybe you wouldn't have beforehand or maybe yeah. you didn't have the time to. Yeah. And and it and it did it did a couple things. It brought people into close connection with you and and mm-hmm. helped expose people to other skill sets that they had around them that you know maybe they never knew or maybe never thought to ha- take access to or or even yeah. ask and it really does show of wow like you have all of these strengths and 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 I have these strengths let's let's yeah. work together on this and let's let's come together to help each other get through this time exactly. and it, it has been really awesome to watch and that's you know the the creativity that's come out of this mm-hmm. and in and, and hearing that uh, the willingness of people to support and to to help you through this yeah. and you know and and again you're going okay like this this is going to continue forward this is how i want to continue to operate of yeah. of us helping each other and and, mm-hmm. and getting everyone through this yeah 100% that has been the driving force within everything that i'm doing and i just want to make I want to improve the service and I want to improve everything I'm doing so that I, I can offer the best kind of, you know, service for the clients, but also make it a great company to work for, for my employees. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's been great. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sounds like this time has been really um, inspiring to you yeah, in a lot of cases, has. you know, uh, you know, taking, taking back to, Maybe some fundamentals and some basics and looking yeah. at how you can, because you, you do have time. And that's one of the things of, mm-hmm. you said the Christmas was the busiest time and the, yeah. the best time you had previously. And to have the brakes slammed on so hard, it allowed mm-hmm. you to breathe and go, okay, like, where can we start chipping away at some little things? And how can we start building? It sounds, 100%. Like, and it sounds like that's really been just very motivating for you too during this time. It has. It's been so motivating. and. I think I I guess you you spoke about lessons. The lesson that I've learned is to really just take these take a moment. So after you know the lockdown finishes, I will consciously make sure that I take these moments and breaks from whatever else I'm doing to have these moments of stillness and be able to I guess focus on what I'm doing now solely alone mm. without thinking oh I need to do this or I need to go here I need to, to go on holiday I need to see friends it's just yeah I'm going yeah. to definitely take these these moments as, as as a blessing and and go forward with with doing the same thing well because before and I, I know that it was a that is a chronic problem in the pet care industry of not taking moments of stillness. Uh-huh. And because, and it's hard to convince people to do that because they go, do you know how busy I am? If I took a moment, mm-hmm. I would get nothing done. Mm-hmm. And now all we have are moments of stillness. And yet a lot of us are still really busy with a lot yeah. of this other stuff and, and taking care of ourselves and, and just being okay to sit by yourself for a moment because we have to, right? This, we can't be yep. up and running around and, and taking care of pets. So we're forced to sit and just go, okay, this is what I have. What can I do? You know, mm-hmm. How can I uh, make the best of this? And, yep. and, and yeah, I think that that is something that moving forward, we should all hope that we remember. And in, in five Absolutely. years time, that these muscles that we've exercised of being okay to sit still for a couple minutes, uh, yeah. are are still there. Definitely, 100%. And I know one of the things that you're 
excited about and I'm excited about for you too is is you're you're working on a podcast about yes. about pets and their well-being. So I would yeah. love for you to to share about that and kind of where where that idea came from. Yeah, so um I guess again the lockdown it's been a blessing because I literally sit down sometimes and now I have like you know not a lot to do. It gives me time to think and plan and I thought about things that I've been doing recently and also things that I had been doing prior to lockdown. So um, when I was studying and during some of the stressful periods of working for myself, I didn't actually mention that I was doing some, you know, I was taking action slightly, not as much as I am now, but slightly on my um, health and well-being. Because like, as you mentioned, pet sitters, sometimes we don't know when to stop and we can't say no and it's exhausting um so during some of the busier times and at clients houses sometimes I do this with in in a client's house where I knew that the pets were quite nervous and the, the the cats would appreciate you know, a human presence, but not necessarily want to be disturbed. So they'd sit by you, but they wouldn't want to be touched or or pampered. So during those times, I'd actually um, meditate. So I use, um, there's a couple of apps that I use, and I just literally put on a 15 minute guided meditation. And that really helped to it helps me to stop. It helped me to, I guess, regain control of, of my mind again and to feel at ease and, and, and good within myself. And it also, I felt like that energy, I know it sounds a bit out there, but I felt like the cat really picked up on it. So hmm. there were a couple of times where I've worked and I, I've, I've meditated at a client's house and, um, I've received some feedback from clients, you know, after the book had ended and they'd say to me, wow, I'm not sure what you did, but my cat is more, um, uh, I guess more comfortable around me now, or my cat wants to sit with me now and they've never done this before. So it's a really rewarding feeling. I'm not really sure if it did have any impact on, on the cat that I was sitting there meditating, but I mean, it is, well, from the feedback, it, it felt like it may have. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been really nice. And also I guess I've been, um, following quite a lot of people on Instagram. I've been looking into, um, therapy cats and dogs and, um, a lot of the stories that I've read are so interesting and just they're, they're really feel good stories and I really enjoy reading that. So I felt like to have those stories on a podcast would be so nice and, and really relaxing and even something for, I guess, other pet sitters to listen to while they're, you know, visiting um, a pet. They could have the podcast on, they can listen to it, listen to some stories and maybe, you know, some of the stories they can relate to themselves and I just really want to tie in especially now during the lockdown um, it can be a very lonely time for a lot of people um, depressing so well-being for me is is paramount now so Mm -hmm. I thought about 
combining the two things that have really helped me because cats as well cats are so therapeutic sometimes I so I work as a nanny that's my other job so I work with children and you have children of your own as well so I'm sure you know that sometimes things are very high you know, it's, it's very high intensity a lot of the time. Um, and especially if it's multiple children, more than one. So after, you know, looking after children the whole day, I'd often feel really exhausted. So once, um, sometimes, you know, I'd have a pet booking, a cat booking after my nanny job, after I'd been working the whole day. And just to, have that contrast of working with children and having full energy the whole day to then going to be with a cat in somebody's home and then the cat purring and you know wanting that affection and also giving you that affection it just feels it felt really therapeutic and it feels Mm -hmm. really nice and lovely so it's it I guess it it has helped with my well-being as well to do this job this this job has been really amazing it's probably one of the best jobs and the best choices and decisions that I've ever made so Mm. um yeah I'd love to share that with other people and I'd also like to hear other people's stories so that's what I'm currently looking into (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so so do you have a uh, a, a title and uh, maybe an expected release time frame? Not yet. I'm it's, still okay. yeah. So I'm still doing a lot of the research. I I don't want to launch without having everything in place i'm a i'm a i'm a bit of an an organized um <laughs> i i kind of obsess over being organized in a sense like i like to have things in place so i'll have sure. like a checklist of what i need in place first gotcha. so i'd like to do a lot of research first maybe write some of my own content and then also have a list of you know people who who I want to contact and who I feel be good to I guess share their stories um uh and contribute to the podcast as well so it would be great to have you guys on as well um and speak about you know what you guys do and and well-being um so yeah I'm really excited about launching this and where it where it could go yeah well yeah that'd be that's going to be a lot of fun and really cool uh so if so so people can stay in touch and maybe be on the lookout for that podcast yeah how absolutely can, how, how can they follow along or maybe sign up for something or or just get in yeah. touch and, and follow the work that you're doing yeah so um definitely social media so we're on instagram and facebook at chatty cats care um and i'd also probably post some content about it on um, my website which is www.chattycatscare.co.uk and they'll definitely be able to find um, some more information about launch dates and 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 what we're going to be doing then at at the moment I'm just putting out feelers so you may find some you know questions in our stories and I'd really appreciate if if anybody wants to contribute you know their stories or, or answer the questions um so yeah that's what I'm currently doing at the moment all right. Well, that's very exciting. Uh, Michelle, 
thank you for coming on today and sharing your, you. your your optimism and, and your contagious uh, positivity about things moving <laughs> forward. And and I'm glad that you're doing well with everything. And um, we you. hope to bring you back on to get an update and see how everything's yeah. going for you. Amazing. Thank you so much. Since doing this interview, I am so happy to say that Michelle has come up with a name for her podcast, Cat Mistay, C-A-T-M-A-S-T-E. Be on the lookout for that. You can check her out on Instagram and follow along to whenever she starts releasing that. And I'll include links to that and so much more in the show notes of things that we talked about. As many of us are starting to open back up and become busier and busier again, and I can tell because I love seeing all of the really cute dog photos everybody is posting on Instagram, we have to continue to remind ourselves of those quiet moments that we had them for a few precious months during this kind of scary, uneasy time. And we will need those moving forward. I encourage you to pursue those in all that you do and find a few moments every single day to just take a few moments to breathe. And I do have a quick note. On Wednesday's episode, I completely forgot to actually say the code to get $5 off of one of Jen's rescue rope leads. It's I confess. I C O N F E S S. Go to rescueropeleads.com and when you're ready to check out, use that code for $5 off any of her leashes. 